All right, so we're back here on another Couch Coach Live. Couch Coaches, we are back here. Another Tuesday night under the lights here at Studio 8 here. Oh, 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 oh. we're breaking up. Everything good? Yeah, I hear a little static. Oh, <laughs> can, sorry, can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so what's, what's going on, Maui? Oh, I'm chilling, man. Uh, man, you know, same old, same old. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, ready to uh, go through this whole, you know, I work all the time, but get ready to get through this whole show so I can get all the sports information I need and know what to look for. But yeah. I wanted to say happy anniversary. You know, today is the day. It's your first day in, in Akron, Ohio, three years ago. And oh, you yeah. got to eat you some Swinsons. Yes, that, the the trip I dreaded the 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 Phoenix to Cleveland commute was hell. Like I I, I hated that commute with a passion. I thought Las yeah. Vegas to Philadelphia was bad, but my goodness, don't, if I ever had to go back to the West Coast, do not put me. Don't I do not want to go from through Phoenix to Cleveland ever again. That was the worst. <laughs> I'm not gonna front. That day, uh, and it, and then what was crazy about that day? It was draft day out of all days, and we was in that, bro. Hey, but you got <laughs> yeah. to go to the Hall of Fame. That's true. That's true. That yeah, was one thing about it. That's one thing yeah. about it where it, yeah. it could outweigh the bad. But I tell you, if I ever fly, I'm a, I'm gonna. Well, it won't on my. It will. I put it this way, it won't on my dime. So I I can't really be choosy. But I know <laughs> if I was paying for it, I'm definitely not doing no Phoenix to Cleveland, like. We going San Jose back to to Cleveland, <laughs> and, and, and and it's when we actually had a chance to get um, close to one of our favorites, Ernesto. Yeah, yeah, man, yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah, definitely. You shout out to them, I mean, yeah, because we, yeah, we was in, yeah, we was in California this time, right. what three years ago, yeah, and we got back, yeah, yeah, right yeah, around this time, yeah. yeah, that was crazy, but yeah, mm. man, that click, no more Phoenix to Cleveland. No, I'm not doing that no more. Big difference, right? Oh, I'm taking a sleeping pill or some type of (laughs) some type of some type of something. That's Uh, not like, man. I yeah, I can't. But yeah, man. So we got a great show lined up for you, man. What a great week we got the draft coming up, and then we also got some, you know, state championship football this this weekend definitely looking forward to that and man we got a great show lined up for you uh we got our guy Jalen from the unpopular podcast he'll be joining us here he'll be joining us for the whole hour we'll talk about his podcast (laughs) and definitely um then we'll have jb at the bottom of the hour to have us uh, we'll have a mock draft, our top 10 mock draft. Um, so we're going to have that squared away. So before we get started, man, let's kick this intro and we'll bring in Jelly. And before we bring Jelly in the frame, definitely huge shout out to my brother, Rob from the Football Chill Podcast, another fellow Washington football guy. Um, oh. Definitely shout out, shout out, appreciate the, the love for the hat. But yeah, oh my God, Atlanta, San Francisco. Yeah. So, 
You would have had. A, I would have. Had a, I'm sorry. You. They would have had. I'd had a full course meal. I couldn't. I couldn't do it that long. That's you know. You, you can't feed me one of some peanuts and snacks. I mean, I even though you can pay for food, but I mean, complimentary sandwich and some chips or something, <laughs> and in a whole can of ginger ale <laughs> at least. <laughs> but, without further ado, man, let's bring in our our guest tonight. Our guy Jalen from the Unpopular Podcast. What's going on, Jalen? How you doing? I, I appreciate you having me, man. It's, it's definitely a blessing to be on here. So I yes, indeed, definitely appreciate you coming through. And man, like you said, the title itself, the Unpopular Podcast. Yeah. So tell us the backstory behind the podcast, the inspiration behind it, and just the history behind the podcast. Uh, well, first and foremost, uh, I appreciate you guys again for having me on. Uh, it started actually as a blog. Um, it start. I, I used to have a blog and I used to write about sports. I mean, I've been playing sports or in sports since I was three. So uh, once I once after I played college ball, I realized I might not be good enough to, to be professional. So I had to, to go a different route. And I know I wanted to still be, you know, in the in the realm of sports. And I knew my opinions. Uh, some, of course, were unpopular, but my opinions could get me somewhere. So I started as a blog. Then I realized, like, I I can't spell to save my life. And this just isn't it. Um, but then I started, you know, people say, maybe you should start this podcast thing. And I didn't really want to do it because, you know, I was like, everybody, everybody named Mama got a podcast. Don't nobody want to listen to me. Uh, and then I started it just one day and we're here probably what two two three years later I'm, i've been i've been rolling 100, 152 episodes later so yeah oh wow congratulations Appreciate it, man. you know it also helps for spelling even though we're not endorsed by these people but grammarly yeah. shout, shout, out, shout out to the pop father i got jeff yeah he put me on to it and i tell you like because i'm like you when it comes to blogging i'm like man I had subject verb disagreement. And I'm like, yeah, I went to school I can't for do this. <laughs> it's just, it's just, it, it just, to me, it just doesn't draw my attention and doesn't get my creative juices flowing as much as speaking and as much as uh, giving my opinion verbally. You know what I mean? Like, I, and no offense to anybody that wants to blog, you know, do your thing, but I just feel like me talking will get me further than me writing. So I feel you. That's where, that's where it came from, I guess. What all sports did you play? I played basketball. I played I played college basketball. I went to a small uh, HBCU called Voorhees College in South Carolina. Uh, mm-hmm. I played high school ball. I played I played basketball my whole life. I played football one year, but I wanted to be a tight end. I just couldn't catch over the over the shoulder, so they made me a lineman, and that was that was it for that. And I'm not I'm not getting hit. So I played basketball what, pretty much my whole life. What position in basketball did you play? That's the thing, man. Uh, from middle school, well, from elementary school to high school, I was center. You know, I was a big dude. I'm 6'2", but I was a big, like, pretty big dude. Right. College, I played two to the three because I could shoot. So I, I had to, you know, I had to adjust because ain't no six two dudes playing center in college getting, getting your brains blown out. So I definitely I definitely learned, uh, you know, worked on my craft and learned how to shoot. And, you know, after that, the real world hitting. Now I'm here, so yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. How, how did it feel? Um, how did it feel? When did you really like? Like, how did it feel when you realized that man, I'm not that good to go to the next level? Like, 
what really hit you? Like, what was you like? Where were you at? And like, when did somebody come to you, or you just was like, man, I know um, this ain't it. If you can explain that to me. Well, I'm not. Let me say this. I don't think. I think that my skill set. I'm gonna. I was good enough to go to the next level. Right. It's just I didn't have the time and the determination to put in that much work. Um, okay. When I got out of college, you know, finance finances hit bit hit, and I had to. I mean, I didn't really. You know, as for people that know, you have to devote at least ten to ten hours a day on your craft, and I right. just didn't, I couldn't do that. Um, I had to had to pick up. I had to go to work, and uh, right. there was a time when I was like, "Well, you know, I'm still I'm still a little young. I can still do it." But then that's when you know. At this point, I'm like, I just enjoy hooping at the local rec, or you know, right. four or five times a week, because I just couldn't put in that time that right. I, I feel needs to be put in to you know, per, even if it's just go overseas. Like I I couldn't put in that time, so right. I'm not gonna chase some. I'm not. I can't 100 percent do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. One more, man. Just yeah. well, with the podcast, do you feel like you're going to be able to give? But you couldn't give to that. Were you gonna be able to give it to your podcast? I realize, you know, that's a good question. I didn't really think of it like that, man. I, I realized I spent a lot of time on this podcast, man. I, from looking at getting new topics, uh, always watching sports, trying to improve the visuals, trying to improve the audio, the marketing for you guys. You know, the marketing is, is a beast if you're not good at it. Um, I realized now that you say it, I put in a lot of time in the podcast and it doesn't really feel like it until you. That's really what's up. Like, yeah, hey, that's what's up. That's like what's I've been up. doing, I've been, I've been at this computer looking at topics or building the show for five, six hours a day. Like, whew, you know what I mean? And wow. the blessing about it is I'm, I freelance as, as a job. I freelance videographer for, you know, sports mm -hmm. stuff. And that allows me to kind of uh, manipulate my schedule around the podcast. And I realized that, now my schedule is pretty much revolved around podcasts. So I didn't really think of it like that. But yeah, the time that I could have put into playing basketball, I put into this. And now that I really think about it, and even though it's it's weird to say, seeing as though I've hooped my whole life, I kind of enjoy this more than hooping. Right. I don't oh, think I, I don't think I would ever said that back in the day, but I enjoy this aspect of sports, I guess more than actually hooping, even though, again, I, I, I hooped earlier today. I, mm -hmm. I still get my basketball in, but this right here is a passion. Basketball right. is a hobby, you know what I mean? So right. that's a good question. I didn't really think of it like that. Congrats, no? though, for real. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, we talked about the unpopular podcast. So mm -hmm. what has been your most unpopular take as far as, you know, <laughs> um, well, that's the thing, uh, especially early on. I let my unpopular takes go. And I seem to get a lot of rise when I said that Cam Newton is leaps and bounds better than Mike Vick. Um, I said Mike Vick's a better runner, but outside of that, Cam Newton's better at everything else. That pretty much got a rise out of people. Uh, <laughs> RP to Kobe, but I know one show I said I'd pick Kevin Durant offensively to Kobe Bryant. Because of his, because of the fact that you know he's seven feet but can put the ball on the ground. Yeah, I see y'all faces. I ain't tripping. I I, I rep. Hey, he's DMV. I, I, let's go. Yeah, let's go. Was, let's go now. I was. I said. I mean, he's seven feet that can get his own shot. Like he he's a walking thirty. Now again, I, I say Kobe is the hardest, is the best like 
impossible shot maker. But if we're talking about a clean offense and, you know, someone that can rise up over anybody, give me Kevin Durant. So, and I guess my, my most recent unpopular take that I didn't, I don't feel is unpopular, but I said that Steph Curry is the second best uh, point, point guard we've ever seen. Uh, and yes, and that's st- I'm I'm still I'm considering Chris Paul, John Stockton, uh, you know Nash. I'm considering all of them oh, the big O. I think what Steph Curry has done and what he's doing since you know he's gotten to the league or since he got his ankles right. I think I, I think it's hard. I I can't outside of Magic. I can't put nobody above him at the point guard position. So those are some unpopular takes that I I will go to the grave with. You know what I mean? So. <laughs> Facts. Yeah. <laughs> so, any backlash that you've received from unpopular takes, <laughs> like well, that, you know, that, trash talking, this that, and third, that Kobe one, that that I mean, I saw you you guys' face. Imagine <laughs> Lakers fans, imagine Kobe fans, people that may not like Kevin Durant for some decisions he's made in the future in the past. So, yeah, I've, I've that, that's probably the biggest one I've got backlash from. I've I've gotten you know long. <laughs> Theses of how I shouldn't be talking in a mic. I've I've got I've got voice memos of why I shouldn't be talking sports or why Kobe's the greatest player ever. Okay, rest in peace to Kobe. But like I said, I, that's that's probably the biggest one. I got a little bit of backlash from the um from the Mike Vick uh, Cam Newton one. He's like, bro, did you see what Cam Newton did in the Super Bowl? I said, yeah, he got to a Super Bowl. Bro. I mean, they were fifteen and one, but that's neither here nor there. But yeah, that the backlash, I, that Kobe one to this day, anyone here is like, whoa, hold on, what did he say? You know, so, but, it, but then again, I understand, I understand, so I'll take it. it. It's the unpopular podcast for a reason. So, Kobe fans about as bad as the Beehive. Tell me, they, they don't be playing, B. It's they like they like the Walking Dead, like like they did. They, they don't play, bro. They don't play, and it's and, and again, don't get me wrong. I get he. That's that's another unpopular take. I have another unpopular take. One popular take I have was Tim Duncan isn't that far from Kobe. Now, of course, the flashiness and everything. Like, if you look at the right, numbers, right, I, I'm not arguing. Yeah, right. But right. people, people like Tim Duncan. I'm like, I'm like, I know, I know, I know. It's okay. Yeah, I know. I know. Kobe's Kobe's great too, but just because Tim Duncan didn't have, you know, was wasn't breaking people down. I mean, there's a reason why he's, he's a five time champion, but. It is what it is. So, <laughs> hey man, that's that's what happens, man. Like you said, on popular takes, man. But that's always it's always great to have those type of people like that yeah. being back because it's almost like you 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 love me because at the end of the day, you took the time to make to write a thesis about me. That's what I'm saying. So, like, you telling me you telling me how how bad my show is. You're telling me how I should never speak in a mic again. And I just say, man, I appreciate your pain. I appreciate the view, but like, okay, you know, <laughs> that's what it is. I know. And I, I love that when people do that, they clap back, and this is like, yeah, like, okay, thank you, and have a great day. You got it. <laughs> have a great day. Go back to work. Appreciate it. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. So we got two topics before we do our uh, mock draft. Some pretty much a. Probably two most unpopular um, topics um, this week. So uh, we'll talk. We'll start off, off first with uh, Jeannie Bus. So Jeannie Bus um, was on all the Smoke podcasts with our guys uh, Stephen Jackson and uh, Matt Barnes. 
So Jeannie Buss, um, she named her top five most important Lakers. Um, so obviously, and this I don't call it a list, but this is what I have here. So it was Kobe, Kareem, LeBron, Magic, and Phil Jackson. So I'm gonna go around the horn with you first, Jalen. Your <laughs> your top thoughts on this? Uh, I mean, I, I I respect the list. The only I mean, I respect putting LeBron in there, but I don't see how you could put LeBron as as a Laker. I'm not just talking about to the game as a whole, but I don't see how you put LeBron and Laker and leave out uh, Shaq. Um, hell, if we're talking about importance to the Lakers, and again, when you hear me say this, I'm not saying he's on the same level as LeBron. When we talk about importance to the Lakers, Robert Ory's up there too, big shot Bob. So, um, but I, I don't know if they gave her a script. I don't know if they, they went over the questions before. Maybe it was just on the spot. And I understand, you know, the importance LeBron has to the game of basketball as a whole. But when we're just talking about strictly Lakers, it's hard for me not to put uh, or it's hard to me to put LeBron James in there over uh, Shaq. But I do like how she put Phil Jackson because uh, Phil Jackson, especially his coaching and tutelage with Kobe, with Shaq uh, and, of course, those 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 Lakers. I like how she included that included him instead of like another player. So, but yeah, I, I respect LeBron as as far as the player, and I feel he means more to basketball than Shaq. But for the Lakers, no, I, I got it. That that those three P Lakers was was something serious. So, yeah. I'll have to put Shaq in my opinion. But you know, Maui, your thoughts on your on your beloved uh, Lakers? I'm, right, I'm um I'm I'm from Akron, bro. So, oh, okay. you know what I mean? So, but I'm not, I'm not fake and I don't play these couch coach live games that he likes to play. <laughs> I just want you to know that, but I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not, I'm not, I looked at it and you know, I want to, you know, you want to be entertaining for the show, but yeah. I didn't have a problem with the list. I said the same thing. It could easily be Robert Horry. It could easily be, um, uh, man, it could be a lot of, a lot of role players. Yeah, but I'm not mad at the list because when you should, I, I I really believe she put LeBron there because LeBron helped her get that championship when she was in charge. Yeah. I'll give her that, but I definitely do think that Shaq should have been there. But now that we hearing the history of how mm -hmm. it ended 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 up ending, and then Phil end up, she spoke about. I watched the interview and she spoke about that. But I'm not mad at hers. Yeah. And you being a Laker, I can understand it too. I do think that. They need to give Shaq a little bit more respect because he was extremely, extremely dominant. Like, just watching the game and even playing the game. Like, when you played live or – oh, my goodness, man. It was yeah. ridiculous. And he definitely needs to get more respect for that because they was they was dominant, man. Like, like extremely. Like, they almost went – didn't they go, like – they lost one game one year oh, in the yeah, playoffs. Yeah, all one. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you, they really do. And then, and like me, during the pandemic, me, Chris was talking about that. They kept playing the same NBA games all the time, the same ones. And I'm like, man, if y'all don't play them, them Sacramento and Laker games, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You don't play them games. <laughs> like, you know, but I don't have a problem with her list. It's, 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 I understand from your point of view because you are a Laker. Mm -hmm. and, and I do believe – and the one thing I like about LeBron, I think he's taking that challenge – to prove that he is a Laker. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I, I give I give I give that. And I like the Lakers that they actually backing him. 
on some of on some of the stuff. You know what I mean? But yeah. anyway, I think I, I sorry to cut you, but I think that okay. another person that doesn't get a lot of love that should is Pau Gasol. Like Pau yeah, Gasol, Gasol, his 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 importance to not only Kobe after you know Shaq right. left. But his he was pretty much like the salt and pepper, like the pepper, you know what I mean? Like right. he, he was vital for those uh, those what two championship runs. So right. But yeah, I, I like like you said, I respect her list as well, seeing as though this is the first championship she got right. as being in charge. So right. I understand that. So yeah. Um and I don't have a problem with it either. I mean, it's and the thing with the Lakers, it is so they're so rich with history. Somebody's gonna get left out. Yeah, and that's the thing where I understand LeBron because, like you said, it, it's bringing the Lakers back to prominence. Like the way I think things are gonna happen, they're gonna surpass the Celtics as far as most championships um, in NBA history. I think they're gonna they're gonna surpass the Celtics in the next maybe year or two or what. However, so I see why he's important because he's bringing the prominence into this decade. Yeah, you right. see, Shaq, Kobe. They, you know, they bought prominent into the in the early two thousands, and then also Kobe with, and and then in the in, in the twenty teens, well, in the late two right. thousands, you yeah. know, those two. Um, part of me, and like you said, Phil Jackson also was a part of that too, because you know he kind of put these two ego, two these two alpha males together and formed, you know, the championship team. I mean, he, you know, with that, um, a guy I'm really shocked that's not on this list, Jerry West. I'm really shocked. I was really shocked because he's the orchestrator of these, you know, these teams, you know, besides the um, the current constructed team. But I definitely thought, you know, him, his history as a player with this, with the Lakers, uh, actually the, the only, only guy to win a finals MVP in a losing effort, GM mm. for nearly 20 years. Um, I, you know, he orchestrated the, you know, the uh, Kobe Bryant, um, you know, the Cole Bryant trade to um, from Charlotte and also bringing in a 24 year old Shaquille O'Neal, which was you know tremendous. And I'm, I'm gonna tell you one thing that's gonna piss that's, that's gonna get some ammunition. So, because you know, because you know, he across the hall, Mal. Yeah, so that's, that's probably why. Give me some extra blue cheese. That's why. I when this bet, when this bet come through with our, with our clip of Lakers, you, you see that Jalen, right? This has nothing to do with his pick. He's just trying to. <laughs> he 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 know he lost last season, and he ain't trying to pay up. You know what I mean? So he keep pushing for this season. Told you, man. I, yeah, I just you. I just think that's probably why she left him off because he's across the hall and. As you know, Lakers, Lakers. I mean, you guys know Lakers and yep. Clippers. That like, I don't care if the Clippers won what ten championships. The Lakers, hey, I mean, it's still a Lakers town. Yeah. And she's not. No one's gonna. No Lakers is gonna give any Clipper credit for anything. So that's probably why she left them off. But I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it's just a professional thing with me. With <laughs> here, but it's nothing. No, no ill will. But you know, <laughs> just a little. Hey. I'm happy that she did it so Phil Jackson can get his respect because we all know the Chicago Bulls ain't going to do it. But. Yeah, well, I mean, hey. Hey. <laughs> There's a different governor. <laughs> you know, our governor is not, you know, I, I don't even want to talk about uh, Ryan Thompson. <laughs> 
anyway, anyway. Yeah, yeah, that's that's for another that's for another <laughs> day. Another I don't yeah, I mean yeah. And and that's why that's why I actually in essence and and we say it kind of kind of really back in. That's what I really mm-hmm. like about the Lakers. They're a family, they're the only family run organization that actually runs like a family. I, I was definitely um I definitely love what they did, you know, as far as at the Kobe at the Kobe's death, how they was able to moralize him and kind of just have a family unit. And that's one thing too where you look at that's that's the kind of the beauty of the Lakers where you look at they are a family ran franchise. So that's definitely um great job by governor governor bus <laughs> but um <laughs> Another unpopular topic, Jalen. You know what? We timed this perfect for you this week. We, I'm telling you, we 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 timed all this perfectly. I tell you, the stars aligned on this one. So, fellas, I want to get you guys. I'm gonna go around the horn. So, we're setting up. So, obviously, um, and actually, when we um. When we aired last Tuesday, this was the uh, Makai Bryant situation. I think it was unfolding when we were on air last Tuesday night. So then LeBron James, um, he tweeted out a picture of the officer that was involved in the incident and then um, said, you're next with the hashtag um, account, um, accountability. And obviously he deleted it. And he's you know, pretty much saying, hey, I know this is going to cause division. So I'm going to just, you know, just, you know. Delete it, move on with it. So the backlash behind it. Um, your your thoughts on the tweet and then just this whole backlash. I mean, you talk about pundits like Clay Travis, Candace Owens, the bar owner in Ohio. Um, y- your thoughts on I'm gonna go with you first, Jalen. Um, first and foremost, LeBron James has been in the league for what 20 years pretty much now, and this is his first what trip up. So I, I, I guess that's cool. And I, honestly, let me first start by saying that for the people that are saying, um, you know, he was the cop was justified in doing what he's doing. If that's the case, I don't understand what tasers are for. I've seen a video of guys fighting in a in a uh, in a airport and the dude was tasing them and they were dropping left and right. Yeah. So if she's. The Incredible Hulk and she, a 15-year-old Incredible Hulk and can't take a taser. I don't know. So I just feel, I mean, we, we know what it is. And it's unfortunate. Um, I do think that LeBron, I mean, the, here's the thing, man. LeBron, the social media, is his social media. He has uh, he has the right to say what he has to say. Now, I understand the, the, the what it looks like. It looks bad. And you know the whole your next thing. I wouldn't. I wouldn't put that. I don't think that was the right thing to do. Uh, and of course, he deleted it. But I just. I don't. You know. I don't. I don't think it was. It was a slip up, in my opinion. I do think that the cops should get some accountability, and he should be behind bars and everything. But uh, you know, with LeBron saying again, it, it's just the the ver- It looks. It looks bad. You know what I mean? Even though. He he, I do I agree with him saying that we the cop does need some accountability. Saying is though, what's the point of tasers if you don't if you're going to automatically resort to a gun? So that's you know that's and and again I also think that of course it's LeBron and these people are you know 
public figures and stuff. But I just think that we hang too much on other people's opinions, man. And we we care too much about what other people think. Like I, at the end of the day, whatever LeBron says, wow, I get he's LeBron, but LeBron James don't got like LeBron James ain't wake me up this morning. LeBron James didn't Candace Owen or or Tor whatever her name is didn't wake me up this morning. I just think that we have we hang too much on other people's opinions and other like we wait too much for other people to speak and and don't formulate our own thoughts. Um, but for LeBron, like I said, it, it is what it is. Uh, he deleted it because, I, again, I think the word is was kind of wrong. But that's just how I feel in the situation. I'm, you know. I, yeah, I feel you. So. Maui, your thoughts? Okay. Um, I think he's just extremely emotional like everybody was. Um, I have a bunch of things I could say that I've been seeing personally that he was dealing with, then that happened. But I'm not even going to say that because he made a mistake, right? And him being this, and it's the perfect definition. Once you make a mistake, well, he jumped the gun. He spoke of how he felt, and he has the opportunity to do that. But this is the reason why the media actually love LeBron James, because he he say something or do something, and then it gives – all these people, all the views and likes, and it wakes these people on these certain channels, and they and these police officers come out of nowhere, and this, this, and that. You know what I mean? And that's you may not think he's the goat on the court, but when it comes to the media, since he was in high school, he is the goat because he always knows just what to do to make everybody have something to talk about. You know what I mean? He's one of the best at doing that. Jalen, I grew up watching wrestling, right? Yeah. And some of our favorite wrestlers is the one that look at the crowd and give them the finger. They didn't like the dude who actually did all the moves and actually can wrestle. They like the guy that can bring an emotion out of you. That's you know what I mean? That's why The Rock was so big. That's yeah. why The Rock was so big. That's why everybody's was favorite wrestler back in the day was Dusty Rose and the Ric Flairs. And yeah. you understand what I'm saying? So it's the same thing. I don't want to say personally some of the stuff that I saw he was dealing with because he had had. He's, you know, he's hurting. He and he's, you know, he hurt himself. He had some some stuff going on personally, and he made a mistake. I I didn't have a problem with the tweet. I think that he was just that's how he felt. A lot of people still look at it like, man, did you have to shoot him? You know, did you have to shoot her four times? And and I've seen people justify they, it was justified. They keep thinking that he was going to hurt her, but we saying why is the mentality is that you just have to? I got an argument with some of my buddies about that because they own guns. And I said, when you own a gun, bro, like you automatically, you're not looking to shoot nobody in the leg. You know what I'm saying? You're looking to shoot him in the chest. But I'm not justifying it. You know, I'm not saying that's what you're supposed to do. It's just automatically you just think that. Now, these are other arguments because I'm not entertaining it. You know what I'm saying? These are other arguments. And I and I dived into it. But he deleted it and he spoke about it. He spoke about why he did that to make it better. And I think that's what makes him a human being. That's what kind of makes him special. He took it on the chin. He said, hey, I shouldn't have done that. But I want everybody to remember this too. This is also the dude a couple years ago that came home and somebody wrote the N-word on his house and he had to explain that to his family. You know what I mean? He from a rough place that's at, when Akron is averaging what, five young black men are dying a week. He's from a rough place. You know what I'm saying? And he even did all this and then he still get treated a certain way in in California in the hills somewhere. 
Yeah. You know, he didn't get robbed. Somebody wrote the N-word on his house. Yeah. Can I, do, you mind ask, do you mind if I ask a question real quick? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Do you – so, as we know, Jordan was famous for not getting in it. Like, let me right. – I'm just, you know, Republicans were Jordan. So, you know, right. he was right. – Tiger Woods was famous for not getting in it. Do you think that that athletes of that stature, the bronze, you know, uh, Tigers, do you think that they should – because their presence is so big and because their following is so big, do you think that they should refrain from, I guess, getting into pools like that? Or do you think that they should, like LeBron, speak how you feel in moments like that? You asking me? I'm just I'm just asking in, in general. I, I think I think um, and I could be wrong. This is my opinion. I believe those other guys before didn't speak because they were trying to get the machine going to a certain place. And now is at a place where, because we don't know who LeBron, who trained LeBron. Do anybody know who gave the basketball to LeBron? Nobody no. knows what school, this, this, and that. And I've been telling people, I believe that even when he was younger, they was breeding him. I think all of them want him to do exactly what he's doing. You know what I mean? Tell you something. I remember when Floyd Mayweather fought Manny Pacquiao, and everybody acted like they hated him, all the old boxers. Oh, I don't like him. But when he beat Manny Pacquiao, yeah. each and every one of them, was extremely happy because he made two hundred and something million dollars in mm-hmm. one fight, and he and he controls everything. So I just believe that they did all that because they had to keep the machine going. And yeah. now it's at a place where LeBron is a child star. He did everything that they said, man, don't do what we did, do it like this. And now he's just pushing the envelope. So okay. I think that's one of the reasons why. Yeah, and my thing with it is like you said that. Um, as far as reacting to it, it was kind of ingesting it was early. But in the same token, what I find funny about it all is it's funny the backlash behind it. It's, you know, it, like I said, case in point, the, you know, the examples I point out, like Clay Travis. Now, if this was a serious situation that, that he deemed it, one of his commentary said, well, at least he used the word you're right. So to me, that, that lets me know that criticism behind that tweet is disingenuous. Mm-hmm. Candace Owens, well, you should cancel the NBA until LeBron James is gone or whatever. That's disingenuous because she's the first one to always point out about cancel culture. Mm-hmm. And then everybody talk about cancel culture. People are pissed about MLB moving the all-star game to um to Colorado instead of Atlanta because of the, the voting uh, restoration that's going on, all that mess in Georgia. Brian Kemp, the governor, said, oh, I don't. I don't want to succumb to to cult, cancel culture, but y'all endorse cancel culture. The yeah. ball owner. Oh, I'm not gonna show NBA games anymore because the simple fact of oh well, you know what? Because of what LeBron James said and he's hurting the cops. All these three people, like you said, they're doing this to get attention off the back of LeBron James misstep. And and what's funny? And we always talk about these things where. Everybody gets uplifted. And matter of fact, we're going to bring JB in the queue momentarily. We talked about this two months ago during the Super Bowl. We talked about courtside Karen, how she became a, a pseudo-celebrity based off of that interaction with him. So to me, they love this because they, they it drives the needle. Like you were saying earlier, Mal, that drives their needle. And like this whole thing with the bar thing, guess what? That's a cute story and all, but guess what? When it's 4th of July weekend and you got maybe game six or game seven of a conference championship game in the conference cha- conference title yeah. in the NBA, 
I sure hope the Emmys are doing good because these going to be the only two options that you're going to have. At this point, <laughs> you're hoping that the Indians are going to be playing meaningful football, I mean, um, meaningful baseball in July because Fourth of July weekend, you might have a a generating um a uh um a ratings bonanza when it comes to a uh conference championship games. Yeah. So, and those three people that we talked about, they 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 live in LeBron James head rent free, and hopefully by the time rent is due in the month of May, that LeBron James name is out of their mouth. Yeah. I just find it funny that this is because to me, yes, he made he made a mistake, and that's and that's gonna happen. And that's like I said, and then and then like you said, it, it was one little messed up. And I'm like, everything is cool. Now it was one guy from the LAPD that said he he'll talk to him and have a conversation. He said no no hate, but then you got like you said, like you were saying, uh, Maui, you got these people who are on TikToks posting stuff, and I'm like. Really, we gonna sit here. We gonna, we gonna, we really gonna sit here so you can get probably your highest TikTok use that hashtag LeBron James to get like a million views or whatever. You just a little regular cop running the mill cop down the street, but then you talk about LeBron James. What is it? It's it's all about the machine, and they and they're using right. it and they're using it to the to, to 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 their advantage, and it's and it's fun because it's funny because like you know, LeBron's probably sitting back and you know what. I'm making y'all famous. I'm giving y'all material. It's been happening since he was a, <laughs> since he was a kid. It's been happening right. since he was a kid. Let's mm-hmm. talk talk right. about the, the, his high school coach said y'all y'all playing like a bunch of n words and didn't get a job yeah. at Akron University. It's been happening yeah. his whole career. Yeah. Yes, indeed. So yeah, man. So let's let's transition, man. Because like you said, man, we we you know, couch coach that could be living in some people here. Uh, you know, rent free after this conversation. Yeah. Hey, I want you to be rent free for the month of May, June, July. <laughs> it's whatever. So we're gonna do our mock draft now. We'll get that going. Uh, let me get that squared away. And definitely huge shout out to the Paw Father for commenting. And well, let's bring JB in the queue. What's going on, JB? What's up, man? How's everybody doing? How you yes. doing? How you doing, JB? man? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Trying to just make the best out of uh, crazy situations. I have a little rant I'm going to do at the end of the show. Okay. <laughs> Some <laughs> words, uh, it's, it, it ties back into like what me and you have talked about before, Chris, uh, yeah. about. But this is this has to do more about what happened on Sunday night with the Oscars. So that's going to be my rant later oh, on okay. at the end of the show. Okay. But yeah, I'll, I'm going <laughs> to talk about that later. But yeah, like I really <laughs> like the conversation that you guys just had about like the LeBron fiasco. <laughs> right. And that's, but yeah, man, yeah. It, is, it is a trip. So let's do our mock draft. Um, actually, JB, you are on the clock. Okay. <laughs> you, are, All right. um, you ready, so JB? Yes, I am. Okay, so the Jacksonville Jaguars, you guys have been a dumpster fire ever since you made it to the uh, conference championship in 2017, but help is on the way, and uh, you got a new coach, and hey, I think this is a no-brainer. Um, I think you guys should definitely draft Kyle Pitts with your, I'm just joking, uh, draft, Trevor, <laughs> draft, uh, draft, dra- draft Trevor Lawrence with your first pick. You need a quarterback. Don't do anything crazy. Uh, um, you know what's funny? Um, I actually just found this out not too while ago, and Deshaun, I know you're a wrestling fan, but um, homeboy who runs AEW, um, his yeah. dad is the owner of the Jaguars. Uh, so uh, Tony Khan, he runs AEW. Wow. So he's uh, he co-owns the Jaguars with uh, with his dad. So like, 
Yeah, Jacksonville, do the right thing. You know, you made the conference championship with Blake Bortles. You should have moved on from him, but you went back to him and it just really screwed your team up. Draft Trevor Lawrence. That's the best thing you can do. That's all I have to say. <laughs> Come on, All right. Okay, okay. With the second pick, um, it goes to Couch Coach Live, the new Couch Coach Live, CC, the New York Jets. I am Joe Douglas, the pride of our, you know, pride of McCainsville High School, a formidable foe for me and JB as, as, as fellow Springers. Um, we're going to go with Zach Wilson, uh, the quarterback out of Birmingham Young University. Um, he's okay. going to be there. Um, definitely um, new era as far as quarterbacks. They got rid of uh, Sam Bradford. That's, mm. Damn, Sam Bradford. Wow. Um, Sam Donald. Pardon me. Wow. <laughs> 2011, right? <laughs> but, okay, <laughs> no, okay, 2010. Okay. It's in 2010, but yeah. Okay. Um, they call this one the crossroad of the draft. Uh, the third pick is San Francisco 49ers. Go to you, Jalen. Well, the unpopular 49ers. There's a lot of stories that have been coming out. First and foremost, people forget that we still have Jimmy G on the roster. However, apparently we just don't feel like he can get the job done. We saw uh, in the Super Bowl, all he had to do was a little five inches closer and he can get to Emmanuel Sanders and, we, and they won. And I'm hearing a lot of uh, people say, uh, you know, Matt Jones is the, is the name that's getting tossed around. However, I'm going to throw all of it. If you look at the successful quarterbacks outside of Tom Brady, all of them have one thing in common. They are mobile. Patrick Mahomes is mobile. Uh, Josh Allen's mobile. Lamar Jackson's mobile. Uh, uh, to a certain extent, Aaron Rodgers is mobile. I say all that to say this. I understand we hear Mac Jones. No. I am going to throw an audible. I'm going to pick Justin Fields. To me, Justin Fields has been, outside of Trevor Lawrence, he has been the best and most consistent quarterback in college football. Uh, now, I understand you can look at Mac Jones and say, but wait, he got them to this championship. Yeah, but when you have Jalen Waddle who came back, when you have Devontae Smith, when you have Najee Harris, it's going to be lazy. And, and, of course, that offensive line with three players more than likely they're going to get drafted in the first round. It's going to be easy. So I am going to throw audible and pick Justin. Not to mention all oh, that was smoke and mirrors that we were doing with the Mac Jones. Yeah. I mean, you can't, he can't get out the pocket. I'm, we're going to pick Justin Fields for our third overall pick. Okay. And Cal will take good care of him. Cal will take care of him. He's going to take good care of him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, um, JB, you got the fourth pick, um, Atlanta Falcons. Okay, so I had a tough one with this. I think that they're probably going to go uh, skill position player. Um, now, as of right now, because there's a lot that could change between now and then, if they are to unload uh, Julio Jones, I would go in a different direction. But as of right now, Julio Jones is on their team. So I'm going to give them – I'm going to give Matt Ryan a new toy at wide at tight end. So I'm going to draft Cal Pitts out of Florida. Think that he is really, really, really skilled. I think that when you're getting him, you're getting a tight end that's basically like a wide receiver. So I don't think that you can go wrong there. So like as of right now, with them still having Julio Jones on the team, I'm going to go ahead. I think they should draft Cal Pitts with the fourth pick. Okay. 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 Yeah. Um. 
All right, we have the Cincinnati Bengals, CC, with the fifth pick. We're going to get the best offensive tackle in this draft. I never thought in a million years that Pinnell Sewell will fall into my lap at number five. Once upon a time, I thought he was going to be a number two overall pick. So I'm going to go with Pinnell Sewell, um, a protector for Joe Burrow. Um, this is a this is the the right pick for them. This is the type of draft where you don't want to get cute. You want to you want to go with the solid pick and Pinnell Sewell. So be smart, um, Cincinnati, and get yourself a, a a generational talent. Okay, um, with the sixth pick, um, Jalen, you got the Miami Dolphins. I'm at a crossroads with this. Because it's like two different, I said, there's two different sides of the fence. There's some people that think two is overrated. There's some people that say give two a time. If we give two a time, then we don't have to draft a quarterback. If you think he's overrated, we still have Trey Lance there. We still have a couple quarterbacks. Mac Jones is still there. But I'm on the side, let's give Tua some time. What Tua needs is a number one receiver. Someone that can go over the top, someone that is a big receiver, someone that he can he can trust. I know you have Parker there, but with the with the sixth overall pick, I'm gonna go with the wide receiver to me who who is a surefire wide receiver. So I'm gonna go with Jamar Chase at number six. I think that you know a lot of people forget how good he is, things though he sat out a year due to COVID, but I mean he was a Big reason why LSU had the greatest offensive season in in college football history, and I think that you know you give Tua more time, you give him a reliable receiving core. I know they have some defensive stuff to work on, but you know they they still have another number one uh, or another first round pick that they can kind of focus on the defense. So I am going to go with the best wide receiver to me, and that's Jamar Chase. Jalen, you almost scared the hell out of me. I was like, if you put <laughs> you you scared the shit out of me. I am not gonna front. I like when you said quarterback. I like, don't you do it? No, yeah. no, no. no. We're, gonna, we're gonna we're gonna stick with two at least another year to see if he's close. Yeah. All right. The seventh overall um, pick goes to JB Detroit Lions. Oh, okay. So I think that there are a few different ways that you can go. So like, uh, you just should you just traded for Jared Goff, but I think that there are some red flags about Jared Goff. Uh, so I think that you can either go quarterback here or you can go defense here. Um, it's a quarterback driven lead. Um, I wrote down two names here, but I really like Micah Parsons, but I think this is a little early to draft him. I really like the kid a lot. I think he's a very going to be a very good linebacker. But this is a quarterback-driven league. I think that there are definitely some questions out there about Jared Goff. So with this number seven pick, I think the Lions need to go ahead, and I think they need to draft a quarterback. And I would draft Trey Lance if I was them. Ooh. Okay. Trey Lance in Detroit. And you know what's funny? Because this, I think this is where, if like you said, Detroit, if they should kind of trade tra down. Oh, yeah. I think, like you said, because, like you said, definitely if you can get Michael Parsons, which I think I'm gonna kind of allude to my pick, where it's kind of where I think New England need to kind of jump ship at one of these, mm -hmm. at one of these spots. Yeah, so, least, um, at least crack the top top six in my opinion. The eighth overall, um, the eighth overall pick is the Carolina Panthers. Go to you, Kyle Coach a lot. So 
I'm gonna. They need a. They got. A, they got a lot of things that they need. So I'm gonna do this, and this is just for tonight's thing for for the box draft for tonight. I'm gonna just be safe and get J.C. Horn. Um, he stays in the Carolina area. Um, but if I'm them, I am on the phone with the brass with New England. Gilmore, I will give you the eighth. I will give you Jerry Richardson statue outside that building. <laughs> I will get you anything that you that you ever desire. You bring him, we'll go, we'll drop back down 15 and be content. If we can get a guy like a Stephen Gilmore, but if how it's constructed tonight, I'm gonna do JC Horn. They definitely need a uh, cornerback um help in Carolina. So definitely um JC Horn is my pick. All right, ninth or our pick is the Denver Broncos. Go to you, Jalen. Well, it's, it's pretty much out that they, they've kind of lost faith in Drew Locke. Uh, you know, having the worst quarterback or QB uh, passing percentage in the league, especially when you have Judy, especially when you have Sutton when he's healthy, when you have Noah Fant. Uh, while you could address the defense um, and get like a Michael Parsons or get a Patrick Sertan I think that they're going to – they want to go quarterback. Uh, and I think seeing as though Trey Lance is taken, um, I think they're going to go with the next best quarterback that they have, and that's Mac Jones. While uh, Mac Jones is not a mobile quarterback, to me he has the strongest arm in the draft out next to Trey Lance. To me he is one of the most accurate quarterbacks next to maybe Zach Wilson. And I think that – I think the real reason why they pick uh, Mac Jones is because they're they. I mean, when the weapons that you have and you have a quarterback that has the lowest passing percentage in the league, and it's it's not. And of course, we all know um, the GM's record for getting a quarterback is just not not good. <laughs> so I think that I think that they're gonna go they're gonna go with Mac Jones uh, if he's still there or not. Okay. Come on. Okay. Come on, Jalen. Put some respect on on uh, John Elway name. <laughs> oh, John Elway has a, John Elway has a quarterback. That's GM. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Nah. I don't know. Yeah. So right. definitely, yeah. Let's get bad. him. Are oh, you good? All right. Now I had I, I got to put a pressure on JB because I you know right. it, it's funny because we do I do mock drafts and stuff. No, I, I never get Washington. So I like you know what I'm gonna get my boy Ali who. So. <laughs> okay. All right. So uh, I think it's no surprise that uh, Dallas uh, was a dumpster fire on defense last year. <laughs> so uh, they need all the defensive help that they can get. Uh, uh, there are a lot of, and I think when it comes to defense, I think that they need to look at cornerback, safety, and uh, defensive tackle. Those are the three positions of need there. But I think that you need to go cornerback here. Um I, I I like a lot of the cornerbacks in the first round. J.C. Horn's off the board. I like J.C. Horn, but one of the red flags with me about him is just his ball skills. He only had two interceptions, and he got both the interceptions last year. So um, I think that when it comes down to it, I think that you have two good choices, but one of the guys scares me, the, the guy that scares me the most is Farley, Caleb Farley out of Virginia Tech. He didn't play last year, and then he also had back surgery. So that's a bit concerning to me. So I think that you go with, the, with your best bet, I think that you go uh, Patrick Sertain here. Patrick Sertain the second draft him. Um, then you have him, and you have uh, you have Diggs on the other side. So you have your two cornerbacks right there. So then you can 
worry about the other stuff later. So yeah, Patrick Sertain second is my is my pick. Yeah, big time. Jalen, uh-huh. Jalen, who's, who's your favorite squad? Who you in the best squad? I'm a Washington fan. Man. <gasps> no way. I mean, I, I live, I live, I you live, mean the state of Washington? You mean the state of Washington? No way. <laughs> I, mean, I live. I live literally like ten minutes away from the stadium, so oh, okay. You know, I was I was born and raised a, a Washington fan, and it's. Oh. I mean, I, go go we, ahead. Okay. We've we've had some tough years, man. We've had to sit through some Albert Hainsworth years. Um, we had some uh, Fox Five Clinton Porter's years when he was he had his little segments. It's been tough. We had Jim Zorn years. It's it's, it's tough. It's tough. But but chin up, Campbell. But Campbell. Campbell. Jason Campbell, uh, yeah. for a couple yeah. games. Is Sean Beck. But chin up, Jalen. Happy time are here again. We got Chase you know, we, we We are happy days are here again. Yes. <laughs> There's no we, no need to worry about the past. We are we are here. Yeah, happy we, days are here again in Washington. I don't know, so, man. We, we got Ryan Fitzpatrick. Like, out of all the quarterbacks you could have got, you got a bona fide journeyman, and you're trying to sell me. I'm a Dallas fan, but I actually I, I really like that. I like that move as a bridge here because I think that like if he if he struggles, you can bring in another quarterback. He's a great relief pitcher, man. Like I mean, like if you need a person in the second half to get your offense started, I think he's good right there. It's not a long term solution, but I think for a bridge here, I actually think the Bears should have made a move to try to get him once the Russell Wilson thing um, kind of fell apart. I thought we were going to make a move for. I thought we were going to make a move for Sam Darnold. I thought we were going to make a move for Mr. Bisky. I, I mean, to me, while they're not saviors, they're better than the. To me, for an entire season, I would trust more than I trust. Yeah, I, I think what I think this team understands that all they really need is a guy. Because you think about. Alex Smith, just imagine mm-hmm. he's like a, a better version of Alex Smith yeah. and healthier. So mm-hmm. I think they kind of had like, a, it's almost like an, an identity crisis, but more so I think they they looked at this team and said, hey, we still are a legit, legitimate team. We just need a quarterback that doesn't turn the ball over. Defense mm-hmm. does its thing. So I look at it, like you said, it's, it's a band-aid to a wound, which, and at this point at 19, we're not going to be able to get, you know, that we that we that we've drafted tonight. So yeah, well, I heard that, things where yeah, I heard they're so, trying to move to to trade up to get a Trey Lance. Yeah, I don't know what you're gonna have to give up, but you know, at this point, I don't like that's the thing where trading up and especially the stuff that we need, we need like to me. So who do you think we're gonna take at nineteen? Who you want in nineteen? Well, that's the thing. Um, I think because you bring on a Ryan Fitzpatrick and because you sign Tyler Haneke, to me, while I do believe good players like, um, well, I think Devontae Smith might still be there. I think you said there's some good players. I think because you brought on Ryan Fitzpatrick, we know how bad our offensive line is or was last year. They're probably going to go off. I think they're probably going to go with like Alex Leatherwood from Alabama. I think they're going to address the offensive line. Uh, and we know, you know, Washington loves Alabama boys. So yeah. I think they're going to address the offensive line because they brought on uh, Alex and because they got Curtis Sanders. While I think they should get a wide receiver, I think they're going to focus on the offensive line first. So that's what I think. I think Alex, 
Alex Woodhead might be there. Maybe uh, Tevin Jenkins from Oklahoma State. Uh, Christian Durasal, if he's still there. So that's, you know, because I don't think Slater's going to be there. So yeah. I don't think so either. Because I, I was, I'm, I swear, I was ready to pull the trigger at eight for him. Yeah. But I think at 19, who I really like, and I, I'm telling you, if he, I, I just hope that he falls to our lap. Jerem, um, JOK, uh, Jeremiah. You know what I'm talking about from yeah. from Notre Dame linebacker from Notre Dame Jeremiah Osawo Kamora. Yeah, um, he's he's like a Swiss Army knife. What we needed that linebacker position, so I definitely hope he's there. If not, like you said, maybe get like a Elijah Vera Tucker from um from USC, USC if he's available. And Dershaw, that and that's gonna be an intrigue about this draft where. You look at, I think, between like 14 and like 18, I think that's like Minnesota, uh, Miami, uh, Las Vegas, that run. And then also, the, I, I got to mention the Chargers as well. So that's going to be, that's when you're going to get like a lot of those, you know, a log jam as far as offensive tackles. And I'm hoping, because a part of me, I, I want JOK. If 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 not, but we can also get a, another guy I like, even a part of my bias, uh, Chad Surratt. We get him like in the third round, the, the former UNC quarterback turned linebacker, mm-hmm. which I hope he, you know, if he he would be a great Saturday afternoon pick for us if if he's available, hopefully, and then maybe take a shot at Kellen Mond. I unfortunately Kellen Mond tore my Carolina Tar Heels apart in the Orange Bowl, so <laughs> I kind of seen that kind of firsthand. And he's a project, and I'm I actually have him going to uh, Tampa Bay. They're 32? Yeah, because they don't need anything, honestly. And I think that, you know, they have Tom Brady there for maybe two years at good Tom Brady, and they have no backup. So I think I have him going 32 just because, like I said, they don't need much and have him as a project. And he, outside of the, you know, top few, I think he's the best one of the remaining that will still be there. So I got him going uh, 32, actually, Tampa Bay. Wow. Yeah. Wow, <laughs> Jalen, you look like you didn't had some really, really hard nights with the Washington Warriors. What? <laughs> <laughs> I told you he's gonna be all right. I told you happy days are here. Yeah, uh, uh, happy days uh, are here. You done had some rough nights, boy. Man, I, I, I saw. I was. I was. I. I remember the feeling I had when I watched Michael Vick come back that Monday Night Football, oh, and. Tear us and like the way that he the first half when you knew oh man this they made we made Michael Vick look better than his prime. I said Lord Jesus. I remember how arrogant y'all was when y'all was when RG three when y'all won the division championship. You y'all can't oh my god it was like they was coming out of everywhere. I'm like what in the hell? And I live in Virginia, but they was coming everywhere. I was like oh my god. I was yeah. I said bro. The one thing you cannot do, I don't care if we lose another game, if we don't win another game, do not let Drew Brees get that record on us. And what did he do? Oh, yeah. The first half, Drew Brees got the record. I said, you know what? That's, I mean, that's Washington. That's Washington. And so, hey, these are Monday night games, but you know what? It's okay, Jalen, because guess what happened Tuesday morning? The sun came out and we, and we still here. <laughs> and, Tuesday morning came in the sunshine and we, we made it. It'll be all right, Jalen. It'll be all right. I do think 
I do think, however, I will say an unpopular opinion, I guess. I think that we will finish number one in the division. I will say that. Yeah, me too. Me too. I, I think they'll finish number one. I said it last season too. I doubt it there. Back to back, back to back, uh, back to back <laughs> NFC, back to back champs. Doesn't happen. I mean, it hasn't been, it hasn't been done in like, what, 16 years, 16, 17 yeah. years. Yeah, I, I don't think it's going to happen, man. I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, I look at what's happening with Philly. Philly's done. Philly's in last place, I would yeah. say. And I look what I mean, I do think the Giants, with getting everyone healthy, they're a scary team. It just really depends on how Daniel Jones does. In Dallas, if when you're talking about getting Kyle Pitts and your defense was bottom five, like you're clearly your priorities ain't right. So I think that I think we have a chance, man. I think we have a chance. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We all, you know, that's the thing about us. You know, when you got a, a Ron Rivera coach team, you're always gonna be in it, regardless of we might get punched in the mouth, but guess what? We we'll we'll saw wounds and we we're going back and we we're gonna fight. So yeah. at least you're not biting knees like the uh or biting ankles like the oh, uh, like Dan Campbell. Enjoy <laughs> Lord have mercy. Or playing rock, paper, scissors with with, with Oh Lord. Right. Uh, and, and and we're gonna and we're gonna develop systems that yeah. offense is gonna know, but the defense is gonna know. And I'm like, huh? <laughs> what the <laughs> I was like, you know what? Hey man, at least it's not my quarterback. I mean my coach. Who are you telling? Like I yeah. It's, and now back in the days, we used to have those type of. We used to be the butt of jokes with the old ball coach, we, we had, Jim Zolman. We had like, Gruden. We had Gruden. Gruden, Gruden. Gruden. I, I saw Gruden at nightclub one night. So yeah, you know. Hey, I'm a little older. I saw Chris when the when the uh, I Chris I saw Chris Weber in the club one night, and they was in the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man. I tell you, oh, man. man. That's ruthless. Yeah, that's how. Like, it's it actually feels good to have a a, a stability. Yeah. With an organization. Yeah. Finally, definitely. So, fellas, let's put a bow on this week's couch coach live, man. So, we'll go around the horn, fellas. Your final thoughts before we uh, head on out tonight. So I'm gonna go with you first, Jalen. At the end of the day, uh, one, again, I appreciate you guys coming. I mean, appreciate you guys inviting me on. It definitely was a blessing. At the end of the day, there's going to be multiple people that get their dreams realized on Thursday draft. So no matter who gets picked, congratulations to all you guys uh, for getting drafted, especially how tough it's been putting your bodies through COVID. Some of you guys who, who, who didn't play but still trained, you know, this was definitely uh, an off year last year, of course, as we all know for everyone. So the fact that you still fought through and you still were at a talent level to get drafted, congratulations to all you guys. And I'm excited to see and, people, you know, you give content for people like myself and the Couch Coach Live. So congratulations to all the people that will be getting drafted, whether it's the first round or the last round. Congratulations to you guys. Yeah. All right. 
JB, I want I need to hear that rant. I need to hear that rant. Oh, okay, man. So anyway, man, like, uh, so this is the rant, and like, uh, me, me, and my boy, we actually talked about this, like, uh, when, uh, you know, the the what's the name of the uh, Lloyd Pierce, the coach for the Hawks? Yeah. Mm-hmm. When he oh, got fired, okay. like how it was like made into a big deal, and like, okay, so on Sunday, I, I don't know if you guys follow like the film awards and stuff like that, but on Sunday, Chadwick Boseman didn't win Best Actor at the Oscars, and right. Black Twitter went. Ape shit crazy. And like, here's my thing. This is what I'm going to say, man. I'm tired of every time something happens that it's like this horrible indictment on society and society's failing. Chadwick Boseman winning, not winning an Oscar is not a tragedy. You want to know what the tragedy is? The fact that he died at a young age. That's a tragedy. But I'm tired of people. Like, the people were going crazy on, um, on, on poor Anthony Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins is 83 years old, man. This man was in the UK in his bed sleeping, you're mad that he actually won it. You're not mad at the voters. I mean, it's a block of 9,000 people who are snobs that work in the film industry. They are going to have different tastes than the common public does. And I just think people need to calm down. But like, anytime somebody gets fired, anytime somebody doesn't get nominated for a war, this is horrible indictment on society and how society is failing. And I think people don't, like, in basketball, for instance, I, f- I feel worse for the guys on NBA rosters that don't have guaranteed contracts or on these two-way contracts and they get cut, have no source of income. Lloyd Pierce got fired. Guess what? This man is still getting paid. And guess what? In the future, he's going to get another job. So him getting fired is not a tragedy. Person not winning an award or not getting nominated for an award is not a goddamn tragedy. People need to just calm the fuck down. That's my rant. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Oscar so white. And yeah, I remember them saying that you know Chadwick was on something until he passed and then they found out he had cancer. Yeah. yeah, I remember those pictures before that, when everybody was saying that he was on something. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, no, it was just, it yeah, was just kind of, it was horrible how he was being treated before he died, and you know, just right. but like, yeah, man, dude, dude was icon, man. He didn't need a award to like validate him, man. It's just the tragedy is the fact that this man died at such a young age when he had mm-hmm. so much more to give. That's the tragedy. I'm not winning an award. That's not a, that's not a tragedy. And I mean, the Oscars don't give a, they don't, they give zero. F's like poor, poor Glenn Close lost again on Sunday. She's 0 for 9. She hasn't won one yet. And she's probably going to go to her grave like without one win. So, I mean, like, hey. Hey, hey, I'm gonna say this though. She didn't come get my award. She knew who Sugar Bear was. She knew who the she knew the backyard bear was. She come holler at Sean. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I know. Right, right. Anthony, Anthony Hawkins, man, that man was sleep in London. Like, yeah, I know he, he woke up. up he, like... he woke up and he he woke up and didn't know what's going on or whatever. I, I felt bad for him. Like, you had people like. Making fun of him, calling him like an old fart and all this other stuff. I'm like, man, you folks need to calm down, man. It ain't that serious. And you, and like I said, and now you get to a point now, it's like, you want to be you years old to make it that long. You better, right. you better stay right. And then somebody was like, he didn't even come to the horse. I'm like, all right. Let's be real. This man is 83 years old. We don't know if he's been vaccinated or not. You're what? You're gonna fly all the way from the UK to come to a award ceremony for one night and then fly back? Come on now. Let's be real, man. Especially in these in these tough TSA regulations when it comes to the the, the yeah. pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> and the people that we're talking about, half of y'all don't even half of y'all don't even want to like fly to like Miami. If you live in if you from Washington D.C., you talk about how long of a flight that is. And this man had to fly over to sea. So I mean. <laughs> No, like, I got a yeah. connect life to Spurring from Miami <laughs> to Dallas for like fifteen dollars. Yeah, city girls. <laughs> <He's so stupid. laughs> 
Uh, let me let me let, let, I can't do that to the ancestors, but yeah, man, yeah. It's, it's, it was it was a joke. I'm not Kevin Samuels. <laughs> hey, your final thoughts. Oh man, great show, man. I'm, I'm I'm a pleasure meeting you too, or at least being able to interview um, Jalen. I I want to send um a shout out. I didn't I didn't get his whole name, but he was on the show. I think what last week or two weeks ago. Uh, Mike, yeah. mm-hmm. his film came out yesterday. Um, the sport of reporting. He didn't hit his mark that he wanted, but it was actually pretty entertaining. You know what I mean? Um, shout out to him. Yeah, man, that's a huge shot. That was I actually watched it last night. It was pretty I good. I did too. I, yeah, it was I pretty good. Yeah. I, I wanted I, if he's get a chance to see this, I think he has a talent in um doing like um sketch comedy, like like scenes yeah. for sketch comedy. I think he would do well with that. Yeah, man. Hey, I might you know, right. I definitely see that. Definitely, um, yeah, maybe do some work for us potentially. <laughs> We'll, we'll, we'll try to get that connection going potentially, but yeah, man, right. definitely um, great show, fellas. Um, man, definitely appreciate um, the energy that was brought tonight. Um, definitely a huge shout out to our guest Jalen, then also JB for stopping through as well. Um, definitely a huge shout out to everybody who um, you know interacted with us tonight. Shout out to our guy Rob Football and Chill Podcast, uh, the Pod Father uh, himself, Jeff. Um, you know, definitely shout out to Jeff and Jeff Mall. Definitely appreciate her for chiming in as well. We definitely um, love when she comes on and you know gives gives her commentary. Definitely appreciate her for listening. And then also our guy Mogadi, aka Mo Mo Cheese from the Up and Flames podcast. Definitely appreciate those guys for coming through and interacting with us. Also, um, church announcements. Um, so tomorrow we have a special um, Couch Coach Live. Uh, we're going to have uh, Sean Robinson from um, Channel 6. We'll be previewing the state championship game, um, Stonebridge versus Helen Springs, part four. Um, definitely huge shout out to them. Um, th- Thursday, two shows. Um, play callers, shout out to my um, NBA carousel brethren, uh, Cool McCain. I'll um, be on his draft show. For like I think from the first hour from eight to nine, then our brother uh, Rob from the Football Chill Podcast. I'll be on his on Thursday night as well. Probably be for like to midnight or whatever. Whenever the first round is done, got other shows coming up this week. Um, and definitely huge shout out to um, Hallis Springs um, High School uh, on the verge of you know get ready you know play in the state championship. Um, so definitely huge shout out to those boys on 15 South Oak. Um, yeah, man. Other shows we got. Um, yeah, definitely appreciate everybody for stopping through. And man, this has been uh, this week's Couch Coach Live. Man, we'll catch you guys next week. Appreciate it. Well, yeah. Peace. <laughs>